everybody, welcome to another episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Kevin. Kevin's here! Kevin's, Kevin's here. back! I came back. He's back. We didn't even invite him, he's just still here. Sorry. <laughs> he was like, guys? Guys? We're recording like another weeks. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll you can't keep me away. Here. Yeah, for two weeks. I've been yeah, I've been weeks. waiting for two weeks. Yeah, the, there's you couldn't see, but I did very sarcastic uh, air quotes and rolled my eyes around I two weeks. I heard the air quotes. I've been waiting for one week because this is a weekly podcast. Yes. Oh, we can't steal other podcast jokes. <laughs> oh, we can steal that one. It's copyright Josh Henderson. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> On this episode of M Class Podcast, we're going to be discussing Deep Space Nine, episode one of season four, The Way of the Warrior. I watched both of them. Are we doing episode one and two? We're doing both of them. Yeah, I, did, okay. I watched both of them too. So if you I didn't guess... watch both of them, go back and do it again. Dude. On Netflix, they're just one. Yeah. So, so fucking do it right this time, idiot. Yeah, pause the podcast. <laughs> you stupid butt. Dude, oh, I God. love DS9, and I love this episode. This, this is episode is great. Great episode. It's great. Like In my... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I just steal this podcast away from you? Yeah, no, good. No, you go ahead, no. Kevin. You do the yeah, podcast. Go, go right ahead. No, go. you guys are right. I should go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I love this episode, and I also love that like this could be a this episode was kind of designed to be a really good uh, like entry point into DS Nine in a time where all of the episodes didn't just exist online. Yes. Oh yeah, it's a great, a great recap point. episode, mm. really, and it doesn't re- feel like a recap episode because shit gets moving fast. Yes. Yeah, it's really the beginning of the. Uh, like, if I was, like, a Star Trek gal- galactic historian, mm-hmm. this is where, like, the Dominion starts. Yeah. This is where they make their, like, first move, right? Mm-hmm. You don't... There's major spoilers, by the way. Oh, this yeah. Is there's this there's is gonna be major spoilers. spoilers in this episode. If you are worried about that, uh, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you'd have to go and watch all of Deep Space Nine. Yeah, just go, just do it right now. Pause the podcast. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Watch all of Deep Space Nine, all seven seasons, and then it's come like a hundred hours. You could do it. I mean, I basically uh, watched all of the important episodes of um, uh, the Next Generation in order to watch Deep Space Nine, and then I watched all of Deep Space Nine, and that worked yeah. out pretty well for me. That's a good system. That is a good system. And since TNG's not linear, really. No, nah, not really. It doesn't really matter. It has Some of it, it has is. story arcs, but they're usually like at most like three or four episodes. Yeah. So like three is the most I think it ever is. Yeah. And like uh, I, I forget like what the link between like what season of TNG we're supposed to be in when DS nine starts. It's after the Borg thing, right? Uh, ninety three. So it's probably season like six. Really? Five. I, yeah. I think TNG has ended at this point, hasn't it? There's one season, so it might be six or seven. I was gonna ask because I know the Enterprise has been destroyed. Like they bring that up. Uh, this actually that, first yeah. aired October second, nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Okay. So I'm guessing this is season seven, or it's already ended because the Enterprise has Enterprise D has been destroyed. 
in the movie Generations. Yeah. Oh. So this is after Generations. I did not watch that movie, but I did oh uh, listen to a podcast God. about it. I listened to a podcast about it. So you oh, know everything. Cool. Now. I know everything. I know too much. <laughs> um. So that's an important that's an important thing to keep track of is that Worf is here. He's not in two places at once. TNG no. has pretty much ended at this point. Enterprise D no longer exists. Worf is without a home. And yeah, he's homeless. And I love the shit out of him on DS9. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's really great on DS9 up until the last season when uh Yeah. Uh, when J- when Dax dies, when Jadzia dies, yeah, boring. Yeah, That's, they kind of uh, like write him away, and it's like they no. don't know what to do with him at that point. I know it sucks. It really sucks. The last season of DS Nine kind of sucks. Well, it sucks. <laughs> the ending I... sucks, dick. It's I'll say so that. <laughs> <laughs> what a garbage way to end a great thing. <laughs> I'll I'll fight anybody that comes in here like no that ending was poetic <laughs> fuck you it's it's mythological but like what I hate about the ending is like like using Worf as an example again mm-hmm. they're just like Worf do you want to be an ambassador and he's like I guess so <laughs> it's like what what else am I gonna do you know guess my Star Trek career's over that's what that is to me like we're done. Uh, back to this episode, though. Yeah, no, but this uh, episode is fucking amazing. Yeah, Way of the Warrior was written by Ira Stephen Bear and Robert Hewitt Wolf, which explains why it's so fucking good. Those are Ira Glass wrote this hitters. episode. Yeah, Ira Glass and Virginia Wolf. Wow, they wrote Virginia this- Wolf. <laughs> they Did she stick the- her head in an oven? Yes. Is that her? No. Which one did that? I'm not sure who you're thinking of. I think a lot of people did that. It's uh, Jewel, It's Plath. Oh no! Yeah, she. Oh, it's Plath. Yeah. Yeah. I, she yeah, she definitely did that. Well, now that we're on that cheery image, dude, I bring feminism to this show. <laughs> yeah, we're we're two fucking he-man woman haters on this program, so it's good that you came on <laughs> here. Yeah, yeah. This is the representation this podcast needs. A woman in pantaloons. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll try to give the women the vote. <laughs> that is a great wharf meeting Dax impression. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, what does she say to him? She probably says like, "I want to suck your pee pee." Nah, she definitely does not say that at this point. She kind of wants. She's, she's like stra- big she's straight up like, don't, uh, don't, uh, you know, misunderstand me because I'm a woman. Don't look down on me. They kind of like. They kind of. <laughs> they kind of loving at you, Jeff. They kind of like, uh, <laughs> like insinuate that maybe Worf is like flirting with Kira for like a half yeah, a second, a little, a little bit. bit, a little bit. And I and I was like, I don't think I ever noticed that before. Like I never noticed that that was like a thing. They're too similar, is the thing. Like, yeah, I'm sure like, that's what the writers were thinking at that moment too, right? Oh, fiery Kira Narice and Worf, yeah, the Klingon warrior. Because just yeah. picture Worf in that dress, being like, "It was a training exercise." It was a training exercise. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god. I like when he plays darts. And he throws the dart like into the wall, yeah, <laughs> like into great. the board. The actual metal casing is it in the like wall. Bends. Yeah. I love. Uh, um. I love when. Um. Uh, Bashir and O'Brien are flicking the bean together. 
You know. Oh, just, yeah. Just two guys flicking the bean. That was Is that what they call darts good. in Boston? And Bean Town? Is that what they call darts in Bean Town? No, it's a different thing in Bean Town. Oh. <laughs> I love that O'Brien, who knows Worf, is still trying to joke with him and act like they're right. like he's a regular guy. Nice. And Worf's just like Worf about it. It takes him a while, though. Worf's a sad sack of shit. He really is. In general, he's a sad sack of shit. Yeah, but he's, like, super sad in this. He's, like, woe is me sad. Well, like, there's a little bit of false equivalence later in this episode, because fuck it, I'm gonna jump around, mm. where uh, Worf's like, oh, I lost my ship, and Cisco's like, oh, yeah, I felt the way you did when my wife got fucking murdered, and he's like, (laughs) oh, but my ship got destroyed. Well, like, uh, the thing, the, like, the theme of this episode is, like, false dilemmas, right? Like, yeah. it seems like we're caught between these two extremes when really there's a third option. And, right. like, and, like, DS9 is the third option. It's not right. really Federation. Like, it kind of is Federation, but it's not, it's, it's in Bajoran space, which is kind yeah. of in a gray area. Like, yeah, it's a, lo- it's, like, more of a, like, a looser Federation, like, which he kind of hates later. Like, he's mm. like, I don't understand how this fucking station... Like, he goes to Odo, and he's like, this place is crazy. Nothing makes sense. And, <laughs> like, Odo Odo is like, uh, let me read about uh, all these things that happened on the Enterprise that were crazy. Yeah, it seems like a giant <laughs> face in space killed one of your guys. <laughs> and and this- <laughs> he brings up the gill. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. The episode like the, starts. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Guys, uh, your podcast. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> God. Two two sessions of uh, M-Class, and I've already worn out my guest welcome. <laughs> no, man. That's what happens. You start having to do this permanently. Then. <laughs> I love what, it. What were you going to say, sir? Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I just think, like, the, like I was saying that this would make a good ambassador episode just because all of the themes of DS9 are kind of laid out in this episode. Like, yeah. there are gray oh, yeah. areas, and there are third options, and sometimes the thing that uh, seems like would be the most honorable does not do the most good. Like, right. there are a lot of echoes of my favorite um, DS9 episode in the Pale Moonlight in this episode. Also my favorite. Also my favorite. Shit, we're the same. We're the same guy. Dude, that's you just can't beat that episode. No. There's a part there's a part when they're on the Defiant and Mm. Worf is on there with them and he's like, I've never been on a Federation ship with a cloaking device and and like you get the sense that that's where maybe he's like feeling a little more like this could be a place for him because like that's like a it, it because the, the the defiant is a bird of prey, but it's a federation yeah. bird of prey, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. he's Between like this ship is me. Yeah, like this is a Klingon ship. Like this is not a federation ship. They don't have this stuff, right? That so I wrote that moment down too, but I thought it was because uh, we should recognize how weird the defiant is. Dude, it's it's awesome. There's, I love it. There is a great moment in this episode where Bashir leans over to Cisco and says, "Hey." the Romulans said we couldn't use this in the Alpha Quadrant, and yeah. Cisco looks directly into the camera and says, Fuck that! It's the, it's the first fuck ever said. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant, they thought it was Star- Discovery, but it was this. <laughs> and it's then the he, first he flicks some shades up on his face. 
And then, and then he kisses Bashir, which is yeah. crazy. He like hard tongue kisses Bashir yeah. for like twenty minutes, and yes, yeah. it was the first episode. Star Trek male on male kiss. Yeah, and then he looks right in the camera and says, "Jeff, murder your family." <laughs> which I thought was I that strange, part. but I heard Josh. I didn't hear Jeff at that part. That's subtext, man. <laughs> But they never bring that up ever again throughout all of Star Trek. Like, all of Deep Space Nine, nothing. Yeah. They're just, he, they use the Defiant and the cloaking device constantly from then mm-hmm. on. Yeah, well, like, later during the Dominion War, it makes a lot more sense. Because, like, the Romulans aren't going to fucking do anything about it at that point, right? They're just like, hey, man, you guys are getting your ass kicked. Whatever. Well, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like they're saying, don't look at porn on the family computer. And they're like, you're not going to yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, like, how are you going to know, dude? Like, it's a fucking cloaking device. You're literally never going to know. Like, that's what it's there like, for. They had it's a, a fucking stealth. They had a Romulan on board, like, in season three. Every yeah. time they used the Defiant, there was a Romulan there, and then she got fucking murderized. And then a woman who looked almost exactly like her showed up and was a yeah. different Romulan that was on board. That sounds like Romulan racism, Jeff. Yeah. She also got murderized. What are the odds? Some of those panels just explode a little too good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, right? I think that lady who dies in this episode actually died. <laughs> like, it ex- the fake explosion really killed her. Hell, it looks like it. Uh, it looks like it was really close to her face, dude. Dude, those Federation engineers always making exploding computers. <laughs> Can we make a computer that sparks don't shoot out of it at my face, please? That would be great. We have cell phones that ignite themselves in your pocket, so. <laughs> it's a fucking Samsung. That's what it was, right? Samsung? Yeah, um... What yeah, I'll, I'll put that on Samsung. Yeah, it's Samsung. Making their, making their flammable phones that ignite in your pocket. Burn a hole in your leg. Alright, I didn't know anything about any of that. That was like fucking they don't, six years ago. They don't tell people in Virginia. Uh, I actually live in West Virginia, <laughs> which no one knows exists, so that's probably why I didn't find They don't tell people it. in Massachusetts about West Virginia. <laughs> Dude, I went to Washington, D.C., and I got an Uber Lyft, right? And uh-huh. I'm not giving them fucking money, advertising mm-hmm. money, Uber or Lyft. It was an Uber Lyft. Sure. And uh, the lady was from Pennsylvania, like, right on the border of West Virginia. And she was like, West Virginia? <laughs> they got that now? Oh, my God. That's that, that's that southern education. <laughs> Pretty much. I said it. I fucking said it. It's from Pennsylvanian education right there. It's some Kansas shit. Just take out West Virginia from the book. They're not going to need to know about it. They won't. They're right. Jeff. Penises and vaginas. Nope. Cut it out. I'm sorry you have to deal with all these coasties on your podcast. Coasties. Coasties? <laughs> East Coast liberal elites. Yeah. That's us. I'm just kidding. I'm a fucking disgusting southerner. Yeah. Um, the way the way this episode begins uh, would be very confusing. I think if you were just coming into the series, though, if you hadn't mm-hmm. watched anything before this, yeah, it would be a little yeah. Because they don't really introduce Odo or anything before they're running around. It's like a, a genius drill, right? The best way to catch a changeling is to actually use a changeling in your yeah, drills. They, it, well, since this is the first episode of the season, you have to remember back in the day, like, uh, you had to wait a long time to get to this. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, so, I don't know when season three ended. I'm assuming it's like it was like April or May, maybe. So you had to wait till October to to see it. And the first thing you get is like these 
like troops running around DS9 and you're like holy fuck like what's going on something's and going like, damn yeah they got it's the big the rifles the, yeah they got the Mark 3 phasers yeah, or whatever which never made much sense to me like the phaser has a kill setting already why do you what does the rifle phaser have more kill it's a <laughs> it's a human centipede of phaser um I believe it has 16 settings you can look that up but why <laughs> Uh, for so all can, kinds of different killings. So okay. you can double kill somebody. <laughs> you can kill Once for killing ghosts. <laughs> Shit, you can murder their spirit? Yeah, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Too bad they didn't figure that one out in the last episode of DS9. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh, sorry, it's the Mark II phaser. This dude is fucking spoiling already. <laughs> um, I love that uh, we get... We get like some lampshading of uh, uh, of Cisco's current haircut, like right off the bat. Oh yeah, from Cassidy. Mm. Oh, Cassidy's so great. Yeah, she I love is. Cassidy. Cassidy's a fox. I'm not gonna lie to anybody. She is Cassidy super is cute. Adorable. Yeah, and uh, she's she's into it. She likes the shaved head. Way yeah, to go, Josh. Yeah. That's why I shaved my head. So you could be more like uh, Captain Cisco. Hell yeah. yeah. I'd be pretty. I'm more Captain Cisco than I am Captain Picard. That's for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> Remember that time I said, "Jeff, shut up about the cloaking device." <laughs> then you tongue kissed me for 20 minutes straight. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't want to get into that right now because I'm too turned on already. But yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we get a. We also get a beard stroke when Cisco is thinking about something. Like, yes. like it's one of the very first things he does is he's like, no changing in here, beard stroke. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you do when you have a new beard. Yeah, you stroke it. <laughs> I've had a beard for like five years and I haven't stopped stroking it, so mm. I'm doing it right now. I mostly itch mine because it's itchy. Mine's not itchy. Mine I, is right now. Do you use conditioner? No. Yeah. <laughs> I have a little maple syrup in mine since I had triple breakfast today. Dude, Triple? I had breakfast. breakfast. I had a night egg. Breakfast for breakfast, breakfast for lunch, breakfast for dinner. <laughs> Jesus. Motherfucker is breakfast out right this now. This guy is living high and dry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me high. <laughs> this guy's fucking king. King of the fucking breakfasts. <laughs> it's a burden in a lot of ways. Oh, it is. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Cisco is trying to get his fucks on with Cassidy, but yeah, uh, as always, his being a captain cock blocks him immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, wanted to point I wanted to point something out when he gets that call. It's that um, he is drinking real alcohol and not synthahol. What's he drinking? Um, so if he was drinking synthahol, you could take a swig of that and then shrug it off because you can will the effects of synthahol. Sure, off. Uh, it's magic. Yeah, sure. Magic drink. Yeah. But he took the time to prepare that meal himself. He took the time to prepare that meal himself, which means that's real alcohol that he's not drinking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You, I would never drink synthol. That is I would just fanning shit right there. That's, dude, this is Kevin. This is Kevin, man. He is a, He notices all kinds of crazy stuff. I love it. Dude, don't get me started on Longmire's Sriracha Bottle. <laughs> Oh my god, well, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, um... Oh, no. There's something I wanted to point out about that scene, is that yeah, they do, do the most Star Trek shit in history, 
that happens a million times a fucking series, which is, Captain, I think you should come see this. Yeah, they don't explain <laughs> What's what happening? Tell me! Yeah. Like, can I, maybe I need to know, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah, and he comes up there, and the Klingon flagship has decloaked. The Negvar. You couldn't have told him that. But, like, he's in his, like, sexy date outfit. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think Picard would have changed. Picard would have been in his uniform for his date. Yeah, he would have uniform dated it, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. that's real. That's real. (laughs) Why do I need to change? That does happen a lot, though, right? Where Picard's wearing, like, his PJs or whatever, and they're like, Captain, fucking red alert, we're under attack. And then he shows up on the bridge in his full uniform, like, instantly. I like when that devil lady sends him down to the planet in his PJs, and he says, Mr. Wolf, can you bring me a uniform? <laughs> it's like, just get transported back up, dude. Dude, and we got my boy Martok. Oh, Martok Martok's great. Is the man. Not, yeah, that's the spoilers. Martok. We were doing some heavy changeling research while my wife and I were watching this episode. Yeah. Uh, Bashir is Bashir in this episode, yes, but Bashir Martok is, is not Martok. Yes. Okay. This is why I say this is the beginning of the chess move, because Martok as the changeling, there's points in the episode where you're like, why is Martok so fucking mad? Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's not him, and he's he's putting on an affect to cause the Federation and the Klingons to go to war with each other. There's a, See, there's a strange moment that gives you a great hint about that. When yeah. he goes to confront Worf because Worf has taken his son's knife, his dagger, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Worf just shits all over him, like right in his mouth, and yep. he doesn't do yeah. anything about it. Yeah, because yeah. he's just like... He's a changeling. What? He doesn't know, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, man. I oh that's right because they meet real Martok in prison. Yeah, he's yeah, lost Martok his doesn't eye. real Martok. Does, yes, that's and, uh, right. The conclusion of all of this is season five, I believe. Right when they go and they dress up as Klingons and then they go to the sword festival or sword ceremony or whatever. Oh yeah, and it turns out the spoilers. They think it's, yeah. See, I thought I remembered Martok way cooler, and I was like, did he oh, just yeah. suck for a while? And then- Yeah, no, yeah. Martok, like, real Martok would be like, he would never do this, because he's actually, like, a diplomat, even though he's, like, a general. Like, he's right. really good at that stuff. Martok is also uh, the coolest motherfucker ever, so he would never be a dick yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah he's I just mad about him. shit. I love him. I do, too. Oh, I love Martok, too. I love. Listen, all my notes have like little hearts next to every single character because I love everyone on this show. I want the same thing. Throughout the whole episode, I'm just like, fuck, why am I not just rewatching this right now? I I love everyone. And we get a lot of, like, after this, we get a lot of cool one on one character scenes, which is what this show is so fucking good at. Oh, yeah. yeah. We get uh, Jadzia um, chilling out with Kira. In, yep. On the holodeck, we get uh, Garrick and Odo, which is a great yep. pair. Like, yes, <laughs> there's so many good pairs of, of characters. Like, it's like ridiculous how everyone fits together my, so well. My favorite thing about DS9 is that for uh, five seasons, maybe or maybe six, I don't know. Whenever Odo becomes a bitch later on, and I can't stand him <laughs> uh, when he's when he's like trying to trying to you know uh, romance up on Kira. Yeah, yeah, and then he try he like sells everybody out to the fucking well, whatever. But um, yeah, he gets all he gets all sucky. He gets sucky. But anytime Odo appears on screen, suddenly the writers are like, "All right, this shit is a noir mystery now." That's what it yep. is. It's, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that's I why Odo is my fucking favorite. Yeah, I love how he like goes to Wharf and he's like, 
You've only sent five messages a day, and you stopped, so this is either this or that. And and Worf is like, fuck. <laughs> See, like, like Odo, I, Odo talking to Garrick is like, it's these two space weirdos, right? But you can <laughs> entirely minimize it down to a detective talking to a s- stool pigeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An informant. That is what mm-hmm. is happening in that scene. Yeah, I love it. You could Dude, it's so good. You could like if you were if you were like careless in your accusations, you could be like Worf and Odo are the same character. They love no, their no. rules and regulation regulations. Yeah, it's like, a word. Um, <laughs> but but like putting them putting them together like that really makes both characters come alive. Like you see how Worf, you know, loves the structure of the Federation, but he doesn't he he still doesn't know where his loyalties lie, and you can see right. that Odo like isn't like a hard ass like warrior. He's a detective who has to care mm-hmm. about the place he's in. Right. That's the difference in. I always love to point out the difference in security officers because, mm. like you said, if you're careless in your accusations, you can say all the security officers are the same guy. Right, but. Worf and Odo are worlds apart in how they do their job. Worf is yeah. blunt force. He yeah. he puts his his metal skull up against every offense. problem. All offense. All offense. Yeah. Best defense is good offense. Yeah, two thing. offenses is the best defense. And Odo <laughs> is slippery. He's mm-hmm. he's like the, literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> he's he's like not above using underhanded means in order to like the he's sort of the type of character who the ends justify the means. Oh, for sure. There's times in the show where Odo does some shit and you're like, that's fucking super illegal. Oh, and yeah. I'm not even sure like American cops would do that. <laughs> I was going to say it, it's like when you look at Worf and Odo, you're like, "Oh yeah, soldiers and cops are two different things." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. M- military police are usually frowned upon. Yeah. And yeah. like Tuvok is all uh like chess moves. Right. Yeah, yeah. He, he's all tactics. He's not trying to force his way through anything. He's out thinking and out maneuvering, mm-hmm. which puts Odo as like the most like empathetic, emotional one among the three security officers. Oh yeah, right. Most, Odo is my favorite of the three for sure. But what about Tasha Yar? Oh, no. Tasha Yar's uh, the best defense is no defense. <laughs> the best defense is snake oil pit. The best is getting slapped by a tar monster. Tar monster, dude. R.I.P. Rips. Uh, in this episode, we meet Martok's son, who I don't think yeah. ever even appears again. Does he? Yeah. What's his name? Drex. Hmm. I don't think he ever comes back. I don't know if Good. he gets sent to like a boarding school or what's his deal, but. Dude, he got you, you saw he got sunned dude. so hard by Worf that <laughs> yeah, he gets owned. You saw this dude like he obviously got <laughs> murdered on Cardassia like instantaneously. He was the first yeah. Klingon to ever die against the Cardassian. Dude, they find real Martok and they're like, "Yeah, Worf just sunned your son so hard." <laughs> Don't worry, Worf later will be your actual good son. <laughs> <laughs> They, they meet real Martok, and they're like, hey, your son died on Cardassia, and he's like, eh, well. Good. Good. <laughs> Shit happens. I hope it was not even honorable. 
It's this show. I can't do it. This show has such a way with characters that Mourn, a character who never says yes. a line, he has yes. like amazing moments in this episode. Yeah, like he's getting shit on by the Klingons, and we as an audience are like, "Hey, don't do that to Mourn." Dude, I laughed <laughs> super hard though when Drex and his like crew come back into Quarks, and Mourn <laughs> is there, and he just takes his drink and gets <laughs> yes. up. I was like, "Fucking Mourn!" I laughed at that too. Like. Dude, Morn is audience. all of us. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> we as an audience know nothing about Morn. He never says a line in the entire series, but we're all, like, protective of him. Like, no, yeah. don't treat Morn bad. Dude, Dude, it's great. The, the the Klingons drop a little backstory about Morn, where they're like, aren't you a long way from the good, good boy sector? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the good, that good is the best sector like in space, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you win the Lesepian lottery? <laughs> <laughs> That's a call forward. <laughs> call forward. That's a really uh, good episode, by the way. That is a great episode. DS9 has a very small amount of really not good episodes. And they're yeah, there's a lot of them are in the first season and the last season. Yes, very and much the second like, uh, season. Very much like uh, TNG. Mm. Yeah, mm. seven's too much, man. Seven is too many seasons. Six yep. is five, the right amount of seasons. Six is good. Five is really good. I'm a big fan of five seasons. We like we meet Drex and his crew uh, that seems to be two elderly men. It's like him and yep. two old men. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because if you're a totally cool, like, 20-something hotshot Klingon, you hang out with some old-ass dudes. Yeah. Like, literally, one of the guys is, like, they got him out of the retirement home next door and put him in Klingon makeup. Like, he just has his <laughs> mouth hanging open and his eyes drooping in the background the whole time. Oh, that guy's sad. Yeah. His kids don't come to visit. <laughs> he was a Klingon, though. He I do- got to be in Star Trek. I do like how, um... Judging by Worf's reaction to Quark's bar, like he, this makes ten forward look like an Applebee's, which it is. Oh, well, yeah. he's been there before. Worf's been there before, has he? Yeah, yes. There's oh, an episode right, of TNG yeah. that crosses over with Deep Space Nine. Yes, he. Uh, that's the one where he goes to where the Klingons are being held by the Romulans, right? Right. Yeah, he tries to and find information while he's there, yeah. right? Yes. And, uh, yeah, and then, um, so he's been in, that's when he eats the spaghetti and it tastes like liquid polymer. I just yes. watched this episode. It's not spaghetti, it's like some Italian food, I don't know. He, he eats something that tastes like polymer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Drex and his crew, like, just beat up Garrick? Like, I don't know why. Yeah, Because Odo's the one that styles all over him, but they beat the shit out of Garrick anyway. <laughs> Well, they're they're gonna go beat up the Cardies, as as O'Brien calls them. I guess that's true. Yeah, plus, they're '80s fucking... villains on DS9. It's Biff Tannen and yeah. his crew. They yeah, beat somebody. They're up. fucking spoonheads. Don't, don't take up for them. <laughs> I was there on set like nine. Damn it! Oh no! This guy was on set like. It's real. <laughs> We're never gonna hear the end of this. It's real disrespectful to our Cardassian <laughs> listenership. Let me tell you about those spoonheads. Oh my god! <laughs> There goes all of our Cardassian sponsors. Look, at least they're not green-blooded hobgoblins like the hey, Vulcans. <laughs> you mean the Romulans? Uh, same thing. Ooh, this is a good time to take a break. Racism not my break. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. We'll be right back. Boop. <laughs> we'll be right back. 
after these messages. One beard, one blade, in one go. One blade is all you need. Shape or shave any length. Philips Norelco One Blade. Be your best you. Innovation in you. Philips Norelco. And we're back from those messages. Hopefully you bought whatever item was for sale. Probably like an old Star Trek toy. Yeah, or like the special Quark action figure. Oh, dude, I love that commercial where he's like, this is the best one. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great commercial. (laughs) Or maybe you bought Hack for your PC system. Oh, we should make a commercial for Hack. Can we we get Arvin Shimmerman to make a commercial for Hack? Probably. What's Arvin Shimmerman up to now? We couldn't even get Harry Kim to fucking talk about our podcast. I didn't ask him. I could have, but I didn't want to be that dude. I didn't want to be like, hey, I do a podcast. Could you say, like, the name of the podcast? Like, I felt kind of shitty about it. Yeah, that would have been weird. (laughs) Especially since you guys dunk on um, uh, Voyager all the time. Oh, yeah, he knows. He's got to know. He, he knows he was on a shit product. Don't tell me. He was me. on it. He's got to know. <laughs> he didn't like it when he was on it. He was like, this no. show's shit. Why isn't yeah. Harry Kim the main character? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's already shitty. Oh, Harry. Garrett. His name's really Take that Garrett. shit, Garrett. Ugh. Ugh. Is that another name? <laughs> no, no one deserves to be named Garrett. <laughs> Garrett. Jesus. It's like Keith or Daryl. Sorry, Keith, Daryl, or Garrett listeners. We actually know yeah. a Keith too. That's fucked up. <laughs> we do know a Keith. Sorry, that's my one. That's my one true prejudice is people <laughs> Sorry, named Keith. Keith. You know, my father's name was Keith. That's not was even it? a joke. It actually was. <laughs> was? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine. not sorry. Fuck you, Keith. Wow. Wow. Fuck you, everyone named Josh. How about that? How does that make you feel? Most Joshes are shitheads. That's true. Don't even get me started on Kevins. They're all the worst. There's a lot of bad Kevins. I agree with that. But you make up for all of them. Guys. Like, all Jeffs are uh, fucking cheaters at Canasta and Shuffleboard because they're all (laughs) aliens. What the fuck? What kind of Star Trek game is Canasta? Let's get canasty. Ooh. That's what I would say. That's in what the they home. say at the retirement home. Yeah. Let's get canasty tonight, ladies. Dude, we're going like, to okay. be saying Dabo at our retirement home. That's right. Dabo! Dabo! Okay. <laughs> Where were we in this? Oh, um, uh, Cassidy Yates Freighter. Uh, the Zosa? Yes. Sure. That's uh, the. It's named after the, uh, the Led Zeppelin album. <laughs> Uh, the last the last note I have is Morn rules. That could happen anywhere. <laughs> that could At be any anything. point in the story. <laughs> yeah. Um, Morn rules. But anyway, everybody scrambles to the Defiant, right? Because right. Uh, Cisco's baby mama is uh, in danger. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. M- maybe one day. Except the sure. ending of the show and everything. But whatever. Um, <laughs> they meet a guy who looks suspiciously like... Uh, Fuck, I'm just forgetting names left and right on my own podcast. John Larroquette. John Larroquette. Yes. I don't have a John Larroquette fun fact of the week this time. How uh, uninteresting. <laughs> 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 
That was way too quick. <laughs> that's me. Way too quick at everything, ladies. Whoa. Uh, that sounds, or men? That sounds like it's in the running for the Kevin Cole bummer of the week. <laughs> what a bummer. We. <laughs> I'm just gonna use your Wii U. I'm not gonna even put the real one in. Feel free. It's uh, it's a uh, um, open copyright. <laughs> the open source Wii. U. Open source. Yeah, yeah, Creative Commons on on me saying Wii U. Wii U. <laughs> the the crew of the Defiant engaged in combat with the yeah, they start with the fucking uh, bird of prey. Oh, yeah, because it's trying to infringe on some fucking civil liberties and shit. Yeah, they're trying to take genetic samples because they think everybody's a fucking changeling, which they're kind of right. But you can't search and seize me. What are we even fighting for if we do that? (laughs) Fourth Amendment, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm sure they have the Fourth Amendment on Kronos. It's like the 469th (laughs) Amendment. The the guy who's in charge of the ship is named Commander Kabok. Mm. Cool name. And he's like, what the fuck, bro? We're yeah, your cool allies. Name. I hope he lives. Yeah, we're bros, right? What are you doing? Like, I'm searching and seizing here. What are you doing, what, bro? You, you here to help me search and seize, bro? <laughs> and they're like, no, actually, you're infringing upon some rights, and we're fucking yeah. stopping it. And, and they they flash dicks at each other for a while, and then <laughs> K-Bok backs down. Mm-hmm. As everyone would when Cisco was in the room. Oh fuck yeah, dude! With it's his the head, with his like icy gaze and like oh god, his cool bald head. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost. Are like you a sure giant you're not penis. talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Damn. <laughs> god, usually I'm the one that gets to make out on this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm here to shake up. You know, your previous. I'm the wharf of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here so you can relearn your character traits. Let's cloak this podcast. <laughs> Don't bring it up again, Jeff. <laughs> I can't believe I've been forced off my own podcast. <laughs> That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> anyway, Worf shows up, right? Mm-hmm. They rescue uh, They rescue Commander Hottie, Captain Hottie yes. of the mm. Zosa. Mm-hmm. And uh, back on Deep Space Nine, Worf shows up for because uh, he's ordered to. Cisco sends for him. Yep, which it's is Worf. which is really sort of like racial profiling. He's like, "Hey, bring me the only Klingon in Starfleet. That's all I care about. He's a Klingon." I mean, that makes sense if you can't. He get... does. I, I yeah. feel like Jadzia should be kind of like, um, I what? Remember Curzon? Like, yeah, I, re- I know stuff about the Klingons. <laughs> There's a worm in me that knows lots of stuff about Klingons. Yeah, actually, like, Worf is... Like, the Klingons fucking hate Worf, right? Like, they show him constantly. Well, he knows knows Galron, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, he knows how to deal with Galron. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but, like... Yeah. The Klingons fucking hate him, and they love Curzon. Like, Dax is, like, their homeboy forever. I feel like like this should have been Dax's idea, not Sisko's. Like... I don't think Cisco would have thought of this. I think he would his his thing would have been I should go to Dax because Dax was Curzon and Curzon knew a lot about the right. And like, his da- up until this point, like it's been a while since I watched Deep Space Nine, about a year now. Mm-hmm. Up until this point in the series, has it been established how much of a like a Klingon wannabe Dax is at this Not point yet? Because 
that really starts to happen with Worf a lot. Mm, I think so. Like we too. see her fight with him with the and she she knows how to do like handle a batleth. Mm. But I don't think we see a whole lot of her like well, I don't when's when's that episode where Kang and Kor show up and they go on that adventure? When I don't that know. that's that's previous to this, I believe. No, Worf is definitely on that adventure though. No, there's a couple of them. Yeah, oh, no, he, you're he right. Goes on you're the totally right. One. The albino is the first one where they you're find right. the albino, which is the better one. What's um, that's the better one? What's Worf's cool knife called? A oh, mechleth. Mechleth. Okay, I love it. Yeah, yeah it is a cool, cool ass knife. I actually find it to be way cooler than a batleth. Yeah, same. Yeah, there was a guy <laughs> at Magfest that had a batleth, and if you're was listening to this, that batleth was real cool. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. He's probably listening. Uh, I, I told him, actually, so I don't know why I'm telling him again. He knows. I was like, hey, really cool Batleth, man. And he was like, hey, thanks. And then he just walked away. And I was like, all right, well, I guess that interaction's Out of over. your life forever. <laughs> we should do, like, a missed, missed connections. You were at MAGFest. You had a shiny Batleth. What could have been? So, Cisco gains some girlfriend <laughs> points. Worf shows up. Oh, yeah. Thanks for wrangling us. I'm usually the one who has to do that. I was very odd. I was like, what's happening? Sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's fucking Kevin's just replacing me entirely on the podcast. I guess that's fine. <laughs> um, I don't even anyway, know what's Warf- happening to me. I don't know even, even know why I did that. <laughs> Worf and Cisco sit down and have a deep heart-to-heart conversation about how Worf has got to do this shit, uh, whether he wants yeah. to or not. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And... Uh, Worf gets like this clandestine assignment, which kind of goes against everything he's ever done before. It's like, all right, you need to find out some information, and he's like, "Well, do I shoot it? <laughs> do I, <laughs> yeah. do I punch the information?" He wants him, like Cisco wants him to be like Odo, mm-hmm. a Klingon Odo, right? Yeah. Right. And he's already facing like a, a major like decision because he tells Cisco, he's like, "I don't even think I want to be in Starfleet anymore." Yeah, since the Enterprise was destroyed, he yeah. There's like a little bit of meta commentary going on in this episode, like exactly well, now that now that the Enterprise is gone, now that TNG is over, why should right. I care about anything Star Trek related? Right. I mean, I Starfleet. don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to be here watching this show. I mean, on this episode, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a lot of that meta commentary throughout the episode, mm-hmm. 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 but uh, you know, for being his first time doing any sort of like espionage, like surveillance and like finding out information, Worf does a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. he's like skilled, right? Like he's not like a ding dong. Well, I I think that's him like kind of flourishing under the less tight regulations of DS9, right. like. He can be his two selves here. Like, that's the whole point. Right. Like, he can be oh, a Klingon yeah. and he can be Federation. And, like, part of being a Klingon is drinking a whole bunch of blood wine and singing with some old dude that your dad saved. Yeah, and then you headbutt each other because that's what you do. <laughs> I love it. To, to love be it. fair, he did have prune juice first. <laughs> so he's, he's gonna regular. be—he's definitely gonna be regular for the rest of he's the time. He's gonna be fucking shitting like a champ, dude. Dude, how many like redundant large intestines do Klingons have? Like they—they they have two hearts. They have two dicks, according to Discovery. <laughs> what? No, they don't. Yes, it's canon. It's canon. <laughs> oh, are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck is wrong with that show? I don't know. <laughs> Redundant dicks. 
That's so stupid. Does that mean, That's like, dumb if it's shit. redundant dicks, does that mean, like, one dick gets erect and the other one just hangs there until the first dick isn't used anymore and then it gets hard? Maybe they it's have, just... like, the bone, like, the dick bone, like, the oh, weird no. bone oh, that no. we, like, evolved out of. Oh, no. Speak for yourself, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have, like, like, two dicks is, like, not so imaginative. Like, they should have crazy weird genitalia that we can't even conceive of. They should, like, pull down their pants and there's, like, Cthulhu's mouth hanging yeah. out there. Yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's just making wet slapping noises by itself. Speak for yourself. It's just it's just Donald ducking and screaming. In a, <laughs> in a frequency only Klingons can hear. Oh it's the mating God. ritual. Is the, it's the mating song. Yeah. That's why they slap each other all the time. But Jadzia should be into that. <laughs> she is. She's got a weird worm inside of her already. Might as well get another, right? Whoa. Right. Dude, I'm sorry, everybody. We kind of skipped anyway. over it, but I love I love that Jadzia's like, hey, uh, Kira, you want to go want to go watch Fuck. porn? Want to go watch porn with me? In my yeah, no, that's exactly what that is, right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, look, just go in that other room and fuck a hologram. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I feel silly and. Like, I don't know, it's a video game, man. Just fucking play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just look at two dicks and have them pleasure you. Just fucking whatever. It's the 24th century. Fuck I don't, it. I don't think that was really a massage that Jadzia got in that earlier scene. That doesn't seem like it. I don't know, guys. I'm thinking that might have been more than a massage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So after that, mm-hmm. like, Worf gets fed up of that, like, immediately. When they come out dressed like, uh, like medieval clothes. I love that. It's I love great. that. Worf it's just so leaves. Great. He's just like, all right, I'm done with this. And he walks yeah. up to Drex and just immediately starts beating the shit out of him. Fucks him up. And, like, I love, I love that Jadzia is, like, um, feminine, but also, like, everything. Like, she is, like, yeah. every sexuality. Every, oh, yeah. She's, she's like... She's, She's, she's been like, everything already, and it all stayed with her. So, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Now I'm a girl, and I'm gonna do like girly shit." And like, right. that's kind of cool. I just like, I just like her as a character. Which, yeah, makes, she's really great. I, I she, wish that she would have stuck around to the end. Yeah, she's way better than Esri. Esri I is agree. irritating as fuck, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And people really like Esri too. Well, Esri's like, their manic pixie dream girl. So that's, that's true. Why. Nerds Ezri. love that girl. Yeah. I just wish Esri was like, I have absolutely no connection to Worf whatsoever. Bye. I love the rules. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You get one of the worst episode arcs of Deep Space Nine with that shit. That's when Worf sucks the most. Yeah. He's like, so mad. (laughs) Uh, He beats the shit out of Drex, who is Martok's son, just to get his knife so that Martok will come and talk to him. And then he yeah. just shits right into Martok's mouth. And he just stands yeah. there and takes it. Yep. Do all the Klingon knives have, like, a morning star on the butt end of them? Not all of them. They it, all are, like, the switchblades, though, where the, yeah. the, the ends The blades come all come out the side, yeah. which yeah. Uh, doesn't seem like it would help in a fight that much. It would hurt more, I guess. Drex's, I guess. Drex's knife had like, a, had, like, a morning star on the hilt, and I thought that was weird, but kind of cool. 
Maybe he just really isn't a morning star. It's like Maybe. a really tiny morning star. It's like a, it's like a, a morning star a baby would have. Yeah. <laughs> Which is baby. awesome. <laughs> Give babies morning stars. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the famous old man drinking scene happens. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Cole's favorite scene, old man drinking. It oh, my, fav- my favorite scene is yet to happen. We'll get to that scene. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And he learns some information that disturbs <laughs> him. Who yes. was that old guy? Should we know who he is? Or is he just no. a guy? No, he's just a guy. His name's Haraga, but he's just that a guy. That makes guy. me like that scene even more. He is just yeah. a guy. His family was saved by Moog. That's all he needs. That's all you need to know. Oh, so he's a, he's a Moog boy. You get <laughs> my, my favorite. You get my favorite scene in the episode where Odo just like yes. shows, puts all of his cards on the table for Worf, and he's like, "Actually, I've been following you, and yeah, I know everything you've done since you got here because I'm Odo, and everyone <laughs> loves Odo as we proceed to love Odo. I'm yeah. the Odo. Gotta love what? me. Oh no. Odo. Odo. Shirt it. Shirt it. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Oh, duh. No, no, what's what's the other thing? What's I'm the other fun I'm the thing? Odo, gotta love me. I'm the Odo, no. gotta love me. Skip, skip, skidoo. Skip, oh, fucking. <laughs> Shit. I wish I remembered that now. It's, um, it's boot, zoot, skidoot. Yeah, boot, zoot, skidoot. So no, it's dumb. zoot, it's zoot, voot, skidoot. Zoot, no, it's zoot, suit, skidoot. Or zoot, I don't know. Zoot suit skidoot. Oh my god. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> Did J.J. Abrams write that one? Look. He might have. Look, everybody, we're not fucking insane. We didn't just all huff before this. That's from a little parody comic that's on our Twitter. Right. Check it out. At M Class Podcast. Yes. Only 40% of this podcast huffed before. <laughs> recording it. Don't be fucking throwing me under the bus like that. 40. Dude, how is that divisible? Yeah, wait. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Fucking do the math. Just do it. That's tough math right there. That's tough math. Email, uh, M-Class emails something. Not S. M-Class email singular. (sighs) Yep, we found that out. We only have one, we have one single email box. M-Class email. This is precisely why I'll never replace Jeff. I... (laughs) It took me like eight episodes to fucking give the right email. <laughs> I I corrected him, and that's saying something because I'm a useless piece of shit. You know, Jeff may huff paint above his percentage level of this podcast, but <laughs> he's still a valued member. He's the one who makes the whole thing go. Really, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not either. I love Jeff. I yeah. hope he hears this. If he's listening, me too. If he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this episode of M Class is really different somehow. <laughs> oh wait, I'm not on it. <laughs> I miss him every day. <laughs> R.I.P. Jeff. We'll meet you at the crossroads, baby. Bum bum bum. He's with Kalis now. Meet you He's in the- Stovacore now. <laughs> Fucking. I hope I go to Stovacore, <laughs> dude. It looks dope there. Uh, fuck, where were we? <laughs> Jeff, get us back on track. Um, uh, Martog. <laughs> no, sun, okay, Worf c- finally decides to go tell Cisco after Odo basically prods him into doing it. That, he tells him what he found out, which we don't know yet, right? Yeah, it's, we don't know until he tells him that yeah. the Klingons is, are about to attack Cardassia. 
Yeah. This is all kicking the can, like, for for Worf to decide if he's Klingon or Starfleet. Like, sure. It's yeah. Just like, it's just like you don't yeah. have to decide if you're Klingon or Starfleet because you've been made by Odu. 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 <laughs> My favorite character, Bad Constable Odu. Odu. Policeman Odu. My favorite character, Constable Odu. <laughs> Dude, that's um, what he is in uh, Trek Teens. Oh, no. <laughs> Trek Teens. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Uh, so Cisco confronts Martok, and he's like, yo, call off this tag. Yeah, what are you doing? You're crazy. Yeah. And then Martok's like, we're fucking Klingons. This is what we do. Which, this is really fucking the changeling Martok being like, now nah, we're laying the groundwork, so it's like a two twofold maneuver. It's genius, really. He's actually like, there's a, there's another hint that he's not Martok, right? Because Martok's like a very honorable man who says what he yeah, means, right? Right. But he's like, all right, I'll go talk to Gowron about this, and I'll give you his answer in an hour, and then he leaves, and he's just like, let's go fuck him up, boys. Let's yeah, fight, that's right? not super honorable. And he fires yeah. his fucking guns in the air. <laughs> Jesus, because I do. A, a real Klingon would be like, fuck. You and do the yeah. same thing. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is the changeling though playing both sides, right? Right, right, right. So the long term plan is all obviously Cardassia right now is like Germany after World War One. They're like super vulnerable. They're like fucked up, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they can like diplomatically coup their way into Cardassia, which is what they do mm-hmm. later. And also, they're hurting the Federation and the Klingons yeah, it's by making them game. fight each other. It's a it's long such game to a long destabilize game. the Alpha exactly. Quadrant. And this is also a return to, like, original Trek. Klingons are a threat. They are not your friends. They right. are a threat. There's like, a point. There's a point in this that I love, and I never noticed it before until I watched it again. This is probably, like, the fifth time I've seen this episode. Yes. Like, they're fucking on the, Klingon, the bridge of the Negvar, the Klingon ship, mm-hmm. and they're speaking... What we think is English, they're to the camera. They're mm-hmm. t- they're speaking English, which because it's that's what they speak, right? Right. right. Like, for us, for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the attack happens, and the music cue, the Klingon music cue happens, mm-hmm. and it cuts back to them, and they're speaking Klingon, and you there's no subtitles. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know what they're saying. That is the point when they're bad again. Yeah. It's like the Klingons are back. Suddenly you they're don't bad. understand them anymore. Yes. Like, in in yes. any way. Like, and um, it's great. It's awesome. Also, that music. The music in this episode is so amazing. Yeah, like, it's great. There isn't a whole, like, I, I'm sure you guys will correct me, like, right off the bat after I say this, but I don't give a fuck. There's no. Uh, whole, technically. <laughs> there's no whole actually. There is not a whole lot of, like,. Star Wars caliber memorable music in the Star Trek series. And you guys will correct me, but like the the battle music in this episode was like super melodic, super memorable. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of gave me a big Star Wars vibe. The Klingon theme is probably the most like distinct thing mm-hmm. from um that's, that's, I guess from the motion picture, really, is when songs, they, really, like, yeah. Star Trek is, puts all their money into theme songs. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars has a theme song, right? Like, it plays it, right. in, right. like, all the commercials and shit, and this is, like, their version of a theme song. Right. And, like, Trek does, like, warm, like, warm ascending strings or something music-y, some music-y bullshit, but, like, it doesn't do, like... <laughs> It, do, it doesn't it, it does ambience it doesn't super do melody and like right the Klingon theme is like you're gonna hum this 
Yeah, it's very like they do it in um in First Contact when Worf comes on board too. Mm. They play it, and you're like, oh my god! Like it, like if you don't notice it, like you still notice it subconsciously because you're like, oh, because that's what Klingons sound like. They're very <laughs> that music, right? Uh, right, right? Like you cut yourself off when you were doing the theme. Like you were like, oh, it's like this and all I, I tried hear, to I tried to do it but I, I couldn't all I could hear was dun 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 isn't that the Klingon thing <laughs> you know when they go to Tatooine I was about to sing the Jurassic Park theme so this is Klingons now everybody get your batlet yeah that's the same song, right? Yeah, that's it. It's good that they gave it lyrics, really. Yeah. <laughs> it needed it. Yeah, it's an opera, Jeff. <laughs> fuck. I just got dunked on everybody. <laughs> Dude, fuck. <laughs> everybody gathers around and tries to figure out what the fuck to do now, because uh, yeah, Federation yeah. High Command is like, don't do anything. Yeah, they're like, I don't know. And they're like, well, I don't know, guys. We don't, we've never followed orders before. Why would we do it now? <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're out here. It's really it's really interesting, though, because like they kind of set this up earlier, how far away they are from mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. when they talk about Cestus 3 and the baseball game. Yeah, eight weeks away. It's like, eight weeks away. It's two months away. Warp. It's fucking so long, dude. We can't. That's that's huge, because we can't like even conceive of that. Like, there's nowhere right. on Earth that takes eight weeks to get to. Nothing takes eight weeks to get to on Earth. <laughs> well, it takes like, 24 hours. Like, TNG like, ruins the sense of scale, right? Because like yeah. the Enterprise D literally just warps somewhere in like a day, no matter where it is. Like, yeah, they're, they're like, real oh, weird. we're at the Romulan yeah. nu- neutral zone now. And I'm like, yeah, what? They're real bad about it in, in TNG. <laughs> and, it's real bad. They and, do a little bit well in Enterprise, because that's the whole MacGuffin of Enterprise, is that this ship goes this fast, right? Yep. So they're pretty good about it, but in TNG they're like, we're over here now. And like you look on like a map, like a canon map that somebody makes that like is like best to their ability, and it's like super fucking far away. You're like, wait a minute. Well, some episodes of TNG are like that, and some of them are like, oh, even at maximum warp, we couldn't make it there for like eight years or right. something. It's, it's crazy. Dude, the I'm star like, dates... Do the start dates make sense at the beginning of, like, the TNG episodes? Like, do they actually match up? It's based on the episode. It, there there was a formula for TNG, I think. It was, like, the episode number and the season, but it starts at four six four one zero or something like that. So every first number is four. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Like, there's no, like, real there pattern is a, to there it. There is a timeline to it, though, is the thing. Right. Yeah, and it just yeah. goes episode by episode. <laughs> yeah. But the I, fun thing about that is when Voyager and Deep Space Nine started is that uh, they followed the same order. So yeah. the epi- so like Deep Space Nine happens between two episodes of TNG. Yeah, it's cool. Which okay, is pretty that's cool. Pretty that's yeah. pretty neat. I like that. <laughs> Universe building, man. It's really important. But they do figure out a way to help. Cardassia because the Klingons are going to Cardassia to butt fuck the whole planet, the whole quadrant. <laughs> Dude, yeah. a third way. They figure out the third way. Dude, the that's butt. it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's there are only, but there are only three ways. That's the that's the lesson of Deep Space Nine. Is like, there's not four ways. <laughs> no, that's that's insanity. That would be too many. <laughs> they the, the, they have like a genius. I feel like DS9 solves all their problems. Like, TNG solves their problems with technology. 
Right. And, like, ass pulls of technology and, like, ingenious moves by the characters we know. And yes, Deep Space yes. Nine solves all their problems by putting a character into the hole. Dude, that's... Yeah, they... Yes. That's small business, like... Yeah. The character that they put into the hole is Garrick. They're like, we need to get information to Cardassia. We have a spy on board, everybody. Right. right. Yeah. Sometimes so you can't throw money at a problem. You have to throw a person at it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they bring him into the room and they just pretend like Cisco needs the suit. They don't even pretend. Like barely <laughs> pretend. I love that. I fucking love that. I love it I, too. It's so great. It's so it's, dude. Although it, it doesn't matter because fucking the Klingon Empire just withdraws from the fucking Kittimer Accords five seconds later. Yeah, I it's mean, crazy. It doesn't matter because they he basically passes that info on to Ducat, who we all hate. Like, oh my we god, all Ducat. <laughs> dude, Ducat die, almost dies like 17 times. Like, he is such the... He's the biggest cocksucker because he will not fucking die. That's true. And it's like, if he dies, he's he's Hitler. If he yeah. dies, the whole thing is different. I wish, but, I wish I could write a villain half as good as Gul Ducat because, like, it, it, he is... He is Hitler who, like, fucking tricks you. you Dude, know? he's, like, smart-ass genius Hitler. It's crazy. It's it's so fucked yeah. up that he is Cardassian Hitler or whatever, but they write him to be a likable character at the same time. There's well, parts like, where you're you like, You hate oh. him and you like him at the same time. Yeah, that's well, that, that gray, man. That's the Charlie Chaplin mustache. That's why Hitler got the mustache, because he wanted to be likable. He, did, yeah, he wasn't like, didn't I didn't work. Just, <laughs> well, Turns out that mustache is super out of style until forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know Michael Jordan had that for a little while? Yeah. No, he didn't. What did the he? fuck? Yeah, he did, dude. You don't know this? Yeah. He no, does. I've never seen this. I mean, He was I don't in a wanna... Hanes commercial with it, and like, I yeah. had to fucking like double take. I was like, does he have a Hitler mustache? That was oh, before the, the fucking dumb shit Nazis came back that we got yeah. now. These yeah. shitty, like, sorry-ass versions you notice, of fucking You notice none heads. of those fucking neo-Nazi pricks have the balls to have the goddamn tiny mustache, though, right? No, because they'd nah. get their fucking asses punched on every yeah. fucking time yeah, they, they left they their house. Bunch of pussies. Yeah, I dare any of you Nazi fucks to get that little mustache. Yeah, fucking do it so I know, so I can fucking, like, slash your fucking face off with my fucking rage, dude. Ain't no, Fuck no- you. Ain't no Nazis watching Star Trek. They can't. Ed- <laughs> That's they, true. They no. can't possibly edit all the women out. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Too many aliens. No, there's no border wall big enough, a Dyson wall, to go around the whole galaxy. <laughs> dude, you'd be surprised. Like, I've been to some fucking, like, Star Trek chat rooms, and they're like, man... This Discovery show is so fucking SJW, and I'm like, have you watched Star Trek before? Yeah, I mean, like, that's like the least SJW Star Trek there is. I mean, they're making Klingons have two dicks, apparently. Dude, every, like, every, like, conservative-leaning insult is, like, a compliment. Like, snowflakes, snowflakes are fucking beautiful, man. (laughs) And, and fucking social justice warriors, those are three cool words. He's got it. He's right, everybody. <laughs> social is cool because social studies is awesome. It's my yeah. favorite subject. Best subject. Justice. <laughs> Everyone uh, completely knows what justice is, and yeah, like, it's great. Also, Justice League. Not yeah. the movie, but the Not cartoon. Not the movie, the cartoon, and the comic. <laughs> Warriors. And Warriors. I War- mean, fuck. That's the a great Warriors movie. is a great <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's your Side favorite team. basketball team. 
<laughs> same person, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> same dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Now I'm not going to be on the show. <laughs> not <laughs> again. Fired from another podcast. <laughs> Oh man. Fuck. Uh, what is happening in the show? Uh um, okay, so uh they they were Kittimer all Accords. from the Kittimer Accords. Yeah. Yeah. The Federation we all know what those Alliance. Are. Yeah, we know what that is. Did you not? <laughs> Kevin? Star Trek Six, Kevin, come on. Those are signed before TNG starts, right? Yes. Yes. They they're yeah. signed during uh right after Star Trek Six. Yeah, like, a little bit afterward. Yeah. Uh, a Klingon ship, however, shows up that has Chancellor Galron aboard, and uh, for all intents and purposes, Boo. it's, like, it's by itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have a John Larroquette fun fact of the week! Oh my god, fucking finally! Play the music! <laughs> <laughs> Is there music? It's the fun fact now! Everyone get ready for the fact! Uh, okay, uh, so Robert O'Reilly, who played Gowron, yes. uh, when, when he was brought on board to play Gowron, he played it straight. He played like, honor to you, like and your the, house. Now he played it like all the other Klingons, right? Yeah, and yeah. he was brought in on an episode that Jonathan Frakes was directing. Okay, and Jonathan Frakes was the one who told him to do the eye thing. That I he does love that shit, dude. I love that and shit. That is where Galron got his giant fucking crazy eyes from. You can thank Commander William Riker, Jonathan Frakes, for that. And Jonathan Frakes loves smiling. He loves it. He, it's his he is favorite a big thing. fan of smiling and being handsome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Satan that. when he smiles. <laughs> No, um, Avery Brooks looks like Satan when he smiles, but like <laughs> they really both hot do. Satan. Actually, like, they, look, they look like sexy Satan. Are you talking about Galron or Riker? Riker. Galron looks like that Jesus Satan from The Messenger. Did you guys ever see The Messenger? No. All right. First of all, you gotta watch that movie. It's great. <laughs> but if you're if you're at a computer at home and you're wherever, Google Jesus Satan from the Messenger and tell me that that doesn't look like Galron. Uh, I guess I'll do it right now. Do it right Jesus now. Jesus Satan the Messenger. I don't know about no computers. You're on one right now. All right, so a bunch of biblical passages came up. I don't think oh, I'm going to be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's like all kinds of crazy stuff here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dude, save it for the Bible podcast. We're definitely going to be doing the Old Testament cast. <laughs> Jesus the Messenger. Okay, type in Jesus the Mes- Messenger movie. Oh, my God. It's like the first two. That's fucking Jesus Galron. Jesus the Messenger movie. This is all staying like- in, too. Is the best oh, no, part. I'm not editing any of this out. You better not. Editing. This is oh my John god, Lark- it does look like him. I fucking told you. This He's is the John crazy Lark- fun fact of the week. <laughs> it's the story of Joan of Arc. Yeah, the Joan of Arc movie. Sorry, uh, did you say John of Arc? Yeah. <laughs> look, th- this is the MRA version of Joan of Arc. <laughs> In the Spider-Gwen universe, it's John of Arc. <laughs> That's a comic book joke. Uh, that was your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. <laughs> that was a great one. I didn't know that. How, how interesting. interesting. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Worf gets summoned to Chancellor Gowron, who is like... You think he's going to get yelled at, but Gowron's like, <laughs> Which is, like, really kind of out of character for him, the way he's been yeah. for, like, the rest of the TNG and shit. 
Yeah, especially later also when he comes back in DS9, he's a real dickhead. But well, he's like, Worf, I love you. Su- let me suck your two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want Worf on their team? Like, it's true. Yeah, Worf was on his team, though, during the Civil yeah. War, the brief one. For, yeah. For the- with the Durasses. Worf was, was really good at getting thrown against walls. You definitely want him on your team. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at that um that uh that pic- that Star Trek Online picture you posted of like yeah. the of like the uh, TNG crew and mm-hmm. like Worf is like eight feet tall. Yeah, that guy that guy <laughs> made a Worf like super big. I was and like, he's a little bit tall. And I'm like, really? Well that's okay. the thing. If you hear people in Star Trek talk about Klingons, they're like, Yeah, Klingons seven feet tall and three hundred yeah. pounds of muscle and I'm like, nah. Two dicks. Not all <laughs> <laughs> It's just the guy in the background. Two dicks. <laughs> Don't forget about the dicks. I'm like, nah, you can see them. They're like not any taller than fucking Riker. Riker's not seven feet tall. Dude, yeah, that's Riker's- why they got well, they gotta wear that sash, man. Riker's got their two dicks. Riker's got two dicks too. He's not fucking running his mouth about it, right? But he's from Alaska, so everyone from Alaska has two dicks. That's canon. That's welcome, canon. Alaska. <laughs> but uh, Gowron's like conservative, right-leaning. Fuck! <laughs> Damn! We're getting political on this episode. <laughs> Fuck conservatives. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> I did want to bring up that um, they kind of look the the wharf complex in in the mouth in this episode, where wharf gets to beat up everybody. Like, yeah, like they're like, oh, you know how we usually show how fucking sexy and powerful other people are by letting them beat up wharf. Guess yeah. what? We're showing how sexy and powerful wharf is by letting also. Them- Dunk on uh, also, it's the Wild West, right? And what yeah. do you do in the saloon? You get in a fight. Do you get in a and that's fight. what Worf does. And he's real good at it. Oh, yeah. yeah for he's the been first practicing. time, he's real good at it. Well, he won that trophy on that thing. On yeah. that, he on got that. Uh, ninth place, I believe you mean. No, that's the alternate <laughs> timeline. <laughs> I feel like Michael Dorn, right? When they were like, all right, we want you to be on DS9. He's like, I've got a stipulation. Yeah, even, I gotta win gets, fights in this one. He even gets to go all out fighting Jadzia, and like she's amazing, but she's not like a fucking Klingon. Yeah, like, well, yeah. It's, Klingons get their shit slapped hard in this episode. Oh, later on, absolutely. Oh, they yes. get fucked up, dude. But that's their t- that's their whole way. It's just like throw bodies at it, right? Yeah. They're like fucking send them in, dude. It's, it's the, you get it's this the great. You get this great line, too, uh, not anything about that, but, like, when Worf's like, yeah, I'll have to keep my honor and not join yeah. you, and Gowron's like, so be it. He's <laughs> the emperor, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, the con- it's the conservation of ninjutsu. It's like, if there's a bunch of ninjas, those motherfuckers are gonna die. Oh, if yeah. There's, if there's one ninja, you're fucking Unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's that's like the smartest. Is that a thing? I've never yeah, heard that. Is that. Is yeah, thing. yeah, it's a tr- it's called the conservation of ninjas. It's thing. like the theory of relativity with ninjas. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really fucking smart. I've never I've never heard that. Yeah, that's been around forever, man. Well, I'm an idiot, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Josh. On I this podcast, Josh learned something. I still think it's cool, and I'm excited that we get to like be like, you haven't heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. We get to discover it all over again, Jeff. <laughs> Suck my dick. 
Suck my two dicks. Suck my three alien dicks. <laughs> Suck my two Alaskan Klingon dicks. <laughs> uh, out of prune juice already. <laughs> Worf goes to get drunk. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. O'Brien shows up and he's like, hey, remember when we saved Captain Picard on that other show? And Worf's <laughs> like, yeah, now that that other show is over, I don't know if I want to watch Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, O'Brien's like, no, you should give Deep Space Nine a chance. We have great characters. <laughs> and Worf's like, well, I can't return to Borith, and my son's happier living on Earth because I don't want him to be in the show. Who gives <laughs> Who gives a single fuck about Worf's son? Does Dude. anyone? He comes back later. He does come back like ten years older than he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah it's, it's off a bit, yeah. You know, that was supposed to happen to O'Brien's kid. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, um, Molly. Molly. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, Molly. She was supposed to be the one who fell in a time cave and became ten years older. That did happen in an episode. <laughs> that actually. did happen. Yeah. I guess they used it again. <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. <laughs> Kevin skims the wiki fact of the week. <laughs> Uh, but somehow how this, inaccurate <laughs> how non-canonical <laughs> like this conversation with O'Brien segues directly into into a conversation with Cisco where it's yeah. like the same conversation but Cisco's like nah I need you yeah, I didn't Worf's- know you could do that if like you bring your boss like here's my letter of res- resignation and he's like no yeah you Cisco's- still work here <laughs> uh, only with Cisco though like because he's not, like, man, like, again, I think it's because they're, like, out there, right? Like, they're on their own, like, and the show oftentimes doesn't do a great job of, like, making you feel that way with, with DS9. They kind of say it a lot, but you never really feel that way because there's so many characters and shit going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're, like, that's it. Like, they're Starfleet. That's it, right? And they got to protect the whole, the wormhole. And uh, so I think Cisco is, like... Now, nah, man, you can't just like leave. <laughs> like, we gotta like it's like all hands on deck right now, you know. Yeah, there's there's also like the fact that like you know this is a uh, like this is a science fiction TV show that yeah. among all the other things that's like blazing the trail on like big plots that span seasons, right? It's also like run by African Americans, yeah, and like. It's incredible, and it's an incredible yeah. opportunity for like an African American actor or a black actor, like to just like be not not like disappear into a role, but like actually you know not be uh, tokenized or exotic. Yeah, it's just we like we talked about here. we talked about this before on other episodes where it's like really shitty that they do not make him a captain immediately. Like That it's was like, my only mm, problem with Deep Space yes. Nine going into it. They start him out yes. as a commander and you can give as many in-universe reasons for that as yeah. you want. Yeah. But it's it's a little suspect that the only person that has to start out as commander is a black is guy. A, is a black guy, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Coupled with the fact that like they're always so eager to be like racism's over in the Federation, right. exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What an archaic concept. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, here's Commander Cisco. Yeah. What an archaic right concept, right, White Captain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No racism here. <laughs> yeah, put on your mini skirt and go take my calls. You're scant. Get that scant on. <laughs> 
Uh, Cisco uh. contacts the Cardassian government, and he's trying to get in contact with the council, the uh, the, the Tapa Council, the Tapa Council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gold Ducat answers the phone, and he's like, "What? Yeah." Ducat is such a great character. He like is so honest about himself. I mm. love I love Space Snake Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, he's great. Yes. But like Cisco's like, I think what happened is you saw which way the wind blows and you change sides. And he's like, mm. seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it might work out later. <laughs> <laughs> like if. If like he was like a hologram, he'd like jab an elbow into Cisco's ribs. Eh, <laughs> eh? Yeah, eh? 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 you'll love eh? me. <laughs> you'll see what I got planned. But, but that's yeah. like that's like sociopaths, man. Like yeah, they just blend in. Yeah. They will say anything to make you love them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're sociopaths. They're crazy. Uh, <laughs> Don't you not, guys love me on this podcast? Not like people who make podcasts. We just want to tell you the truth and be your friend. <laughs> Yeah, we just want you to love us. I mean, uh... Oh, shit. (laughs) Cheese it! Kevin, Kevin, take that out. Is this my cot? (laughs) Is this my cot? That's a... It was before the episode. That's a throwback to a joke that you didn't even get to fucking hear, everybody. That's a level of professionalism on this podcast. Yeah, we're all kinds of on top of it. Let's take a break. We'll take another break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Listen, battle stations, to the sound of terror, to the cry of battle. The peace treaty between the Federation and the Klingon Empire is in. Witness a merciless enemy, one final hope. Lieutenant Commander Ward. Reporting for duty, sir. The showdown has just begun on the next Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, I don't remember where we were at whatsoever, but I think we're talking about Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Being uh, some Trek boys. Trek boys. Trek boys. Uh, so they go. They take the Defiant to meet up with the Datapa Council. They're gonna. They're gonna save them. Yeah, uh-huh. and but they before clo- they cloak the Defiant. Before they go out, uh, we get one more scene with um, with. Uh, Cisco and cute lady Cassidy. Cassidy 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 Yates and um she says I don't know what she says don't die and I don't know when I'll be back yeah and Cisco says make it soon which is oh like, make it so which is like make it so but like adorable <laughs> mm, <laughs> they love <aw>. each other <laughs> nah <laughs> I'm gonna have to go ahead and say no on that one. What do you mean? He just that, said, co- that was definitely not a reference to make it so. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd just say, "I hope you come back soon," or "I hope you visit again." Make like, it soon. Yeah, if he was a nerd, but he's not. Yeah. Why else would he say "make it soon"? That sounds like super creepy and possessive. Mm, unless everyone nah. knows about Picard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, run a poll on your on your little on your. All right, why don't, why don't you a run a poll up. on my podcast, Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> bitch? Oh my god! Oh Damn. my god! I got sunned over here. By this <laughs> you got sunned. You just got dad dicked. <laughs> I just saw Jeff's dad dick in the shower, and now I'm like, I'm not there yet. Oh no! What's happening? Maybe one day. 
<laughs> so they use the they use the cloaking device. We talked about that. Yep, we, yep. They uh, they go to meet Gold Ducat and they pass through all these ships on the way there, which is going to be a fucking problem on the way yeah. back. Yeah, and they're also like, we can't decloak just to look for survivors. Yeah, which and is Worf's like, like, wow, that's, that's a great idea. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Shouldn't you yeah. be like, it's without honor to not whatever? Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> no, it's fucking smart. You can't. Sorry, one guy like Worf holding his breath. Like, Worf gives, like, the actual, like, Klingon motto that he was always against before in this as well. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, the only thing that, like, the most honorable thing is winning. Victory, yeah. I'm I'm like, he wasn't, that wasn't Worf. Why would he say that? Yeah, Worf's Worf's going through some shit right now, Jeff. Yeah, (laughs) I I had to let it slide this once. You gotta understand, (laughs) Worf's going through some stuff. Yeah, he's got all these feels. He's got too many emotions going on right now. He's got to be a little more data right now. And, like, toxic masculinity culture is not going to help him here. No, man. They don't have that in the future. Well, Klingons (laughs) are just toxic masculinity, except for everyone. I don't know. Their women are pretty tough, too, man. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, they're toxic Klingonicity. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I just don't respect Klingon culture enough. Wow. You got to go on the. You gotta go on the exchange, the student exchange program, and learn yeah. how to eat rocked, like like Riker did. You mean, yeah, and all I, you have to do is talk about having sex with two Klingon women at once, and they'll all and you'll win them you. over. There it is. That's exactly what Jeff is talking. I mean, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, Kyle, what the <laughs> fuck is your name? <laughs> uh, Kevin. That's it. Yo, but how else did he have sex with two Klingon women at once? Unless he had two Alaskan dicks. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Holy shit! We're blowing this one wide open, boys! 911truthers.org. <laughs> TwoDicksTruther.org. <laughs> Mathiswrong.geocities.org. <laughs> oh my god. When they arrive, the Cardassian cruiser with the, the top of council on it's getting shit fucked up, right? We're not even halfway yeah. through this episode, by the way. But uh, we're almost at the end. The fighting is just like there's like a big here. giant fight, and they use some clever tactics to get everybody on from the Datapa Council on board. They're all safe. Yeah. Yep. But because because you can't have a shield and transport people, but you can have a tractor beam and uh, transport people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We all. What does that? What does that have to do with each other, Kevin? I'm just. <laughs> I'm just spelling out the rules. They're man. two different systems, Kevin. You guys love rules. I'm just spelling them out. Yeah, we that's do. our favorite thing. Rules. We do love rules. You guys are always shouting about how you love the rules. <laughs> the rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> We're going in. <laughs> like the defiant fucks off. There's a really great shot where like uh, the bird of prey is like going past the Cardassian ship and it fucking explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everybody on board the Klingon ship puts on sunglasses at the same exact moment. <laughs> Dude, it's the fucking it's the fucking conservation of ninjutsu again. Like yeah, th- three birds of prey. Like one bird of prey was enough for like the Enterprise. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this the other day because I've been watching TNG a lot again, yeah. and they have a really big problem with scale with yes. the birds of prey. Yeah. Oh yeah, the birds they're really of prey. big. 
Dude, have you seen the first episode that there's a uh, a fucking Romulan uh, war- warbird? Warbird. Yeah, and it's like twice the, the, the size of the fucking yeah. Enterprise. It's fucking huge. It's like yeah. a, the Enterprise is already a city in space, but this it's makes massive. it massive. Makes it look like a city in space compared to the fucking little Enterprise. Yeah. Why does Dude. Why does Ronald? Do more love slash hate birds so much? <laughs> love slash hate because like all the I, e- all the evil guys have birds. That's all. Well, the TOS. Phoenix. The Phoenix is a good ship. Yeah, are, the Phoenix. Are Romulans from TOS? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. They're from. They're the way back. They're the OG yeah. bad guy. They I don't were know. Uh, Balance of Terror season one. I'm not gonna watch that terrible show. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I would like for you to pack your bags and leave. <laughs> Alright, well, thank uh, you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's not, it's been terrible. Please leave. I'll watch the animated <laughs> oh my series. God. Is that okay? What the fuck, Kevin? <laughs> I ought to bop you one. You should. Bop you one. <laughs> you literally should. I ought to bop you one. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> a lot of a lot of shit happens in this episode. I feel like going like piece by piece in this episode is like we don't have enough time for that anymore. <laughs> All right, let me. Well, what what happens? To, I don't even really remember. Like they get back to to DS Nine, yeah, and they can't cloak right because the, yeah, the it's ships broken. all follow them, and like it's not yeah. just two ships, like a whole fleet, uncloaked. a lot of them, yeah. And but Galeron's the- there with Martok, and they're like, "We're gonna blow you out of the fucking sky, bro." Yeah, this is when that thing happens with the with them speaking Klingon. I was mistaken earlier, but this is. When they start to fire on on the uh, on the station, I think is when it happens. This and, is uh, also when my favorite scene in maybe all of DS Nine happens, which is yeah. that root beer scene. Oh, fucking the root Dude, beer that scene. scene is fucking gold. I goddamn love that scene. Dude, like I'm, I don't even know if I can talk about it. Like you can't. No one can do it justice by talking about it. I it's just, on YouTube. You can find it. It is on YouTube. You should absolutely look it up. Yeah, um, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine root beer. Like, go pause this and go watch that. Uh, like, you watched the episode if you listened to this, right? You saw sure. it. <laughs> if yeah. you if you want to know what DS Nine is about, and you just listen to like an hour and a half of us talking about it, yeah, you you owe it to yourself to watch the root beer scene. Well, this is where the seeds of like uh, Battlestar Galactica are yes, being sown yes. too, because this that scene is very Battlestar Galactica, mm. where it's like I oh. wouldn't know shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> I only played the board game. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, just it's two antagonists who are talking about like why the Federation sucks and why they don't have any better ideas. Like, yeah, yeah, they're basically like, "Good God, I hope they fucking save us." Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're pessimists, and here's some hope, and we still don't want to die, so I guess we'll yeah. cling to hope. It's a really good like explanation of like people i think who who say like oh it would suck to live in the federation because like it's like all commie and like hippie and shit but it's like it's like yeah but like the only thing i could really compare it to in tng is when uh mark twain is on the ship talking to troy 
And he's like, you don't even smoke cigars anymore. And like, she's like, yeah, but we have all this crazy shit, like no disease and shit. And he's like, well, maybe it's worth giving up cigars. Yeah. Or like when, um, when the like eighties business guy is yeah. thought on the ship and he's like, what am I supposed to do with my life? It's yeah. Like, uh, whatever the fuck you want to do. you want. I want to yeah. point out that TNG is usually better than these two examples. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Jeff? It's me, Samuel Clemens. It's, it's like if you were like, yeah, Maybe it's like that diamond. episode of, it's like that episode of Deep Space Nine where the Rumpelstiltskin shows up and he says... <laughs> Dude, don't get stilt skinned, bro. When are we talking about that episode? <laughs> dude, that's dude. Alright, we alright, I have we gotta talk about this off air, but there's a couple of things that we need to we need to do. And that's one yeah, of them. Rumpel sure. Stiltskin episode. We'll do a Rumpel Stiltskins collection. Dude. Mike and I always used to like talk about like like what if there were like two guys on like DS9 who just showed up one day and they're like yo this place is fucking crazy a Rumpelstiltskin showed up also this hot lady got turned into a skeleton what if, what, what if like in like you know like uh, those like edgy universes where vampire everything's the same except vampires exist yeah what if everything's the same except Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> It's just, it's like sexy bright. fucking Rumpelstiltskins. <laughs> it's like bright, but with Rumpelstiltskins. And like, oh my god! If you prick your finger on like a three D printer or whatever, they're gonna... <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not a fucking uh, what is it a in the loom? thing? A, a loom? Yeah, a loom, yeah. Fuck. Spin your sexy straw, Rumpelstiltskins coming to fuck all your teenage daughters. <laughs> Please say Dunk your fan art of sexy Rumpelstiltskins. <laughs> At M Class Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> Fucking, I can just like I'm just picturing the cover of like the movie Twilight, but with like Rumpelstiltskin with his arms around. Wasn't that movie about Rumpelstiltskins? I thought it was. I keep thinking of Pinocchio whenever you say Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Like I'm picture, I'm not even picturing Rumpelstiltskin. I'm picturing the Leprechaun from the movie Leprechaun. The Leprechaun, Warwick Davis. Oh my yeah. god, I love <laughs> I don't the know Leprechaun. Why I'm picturing that, but I, I love that movie, dude. Is there Leprechaun a in the hood episode of X Files? Because there should be. Ah, uh, there's a genie episode. That episode rules. That is a great episode. This is not the X Files cast. Sorry. Get back Sorry. on topic. We're talking about sexy Rumpelstiltskins. So Bashir <laughs> gives this great keep calm, carry on speech to the other medical team. Does he? I don't remember that. Yeah, he's like, keep. He's like, um, you're gonna see a lot of blunt trauma and knife wounds. Oh yeah. Just remember your training and and keep calm. We also get a really, really dramatic uh, Garrick and Ducat scene that's straight out of, like, a play. It's a very play scene. It is very... It especially becomes very play-like once the Klingons actually do show up and they're yelling their lines towards the back of the audience. You can tell that the actor who plays Garrick Garrick is like, my character would never do this. Yeah, like, he doesn't like it there. It's not, yeah. Like, the, his, for like once, instead of being supernatural and smooth, his lines are hyper stilted. Yeah, because Garrick would kill him. He would just yes. kill him. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't care. Um, we also, like, we don't get to see Rom in this episode, but like, Rom We actually do uh, get to see brother. Rom in this episode. Brother. Do we? <laughs> we whenever Worf gets off the transport for the first time, is Rom there? Like fucking Quark <laughs> says, that's the last thing we need. Another Klingon. He shakes his head and then he holds his arm out and Rom's runs into screen with his head turned away. And you can tell it's the same actor and he's wearing the same makeup. 
and he ushers them off the screen. That's how we see Rom in this episode. So what? They're, they're, Why would they? There must have been some Rom part that they cut out, right? My, maybe, yeah. Probably so. Well, he writes that letter when he takes yeah. his gun. <laughs> I'll kill him with what? I that love is that. the best line in the episode to me. Like, I That's love, like, the, I love the yeah. root beer scene to death. But when he's like, "I'll kill him," and he goes, "With what? Yeah, with what?" <laughs> in two thousand, in in Anno Domini two thousand eighteen, we have not come up with a funnier, like, wittier collection of lines than that. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I love Odo and Quark's relationships so much. Yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, I love... And then, like, the fucking station gets attacked. Oh, yeah. And By everyone like... fist fights Klingons and wins. Yeah. It's I, crazy. I love that uh, we get to see the Federation and the Bajorans on the ship, like, both with their own tactics. Like, the Bajorans do a lot of guerrilla shit. Like, hide yeah. yeah, they do a lot of hit-and-run stuff with them. And, and the it, Federation's just like, we'll stand here and get shot with disruptors. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we'll, t- we'll attack the Klingons head-on. Yeah, that'll my work. Favorite, my favorite part is Odo uh, just punching and kicking Klingons. Mm. And yeah. he's, he's just yeah. like, ah, the budget wasn't high enough for me yeah, to Yeah, whenever I see that, I'm like, oh no, they couldn't make him do anything because <laughs> it's like too complicated. <laughs> he already turned into a hawk. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, my he <laughs> Ostensibly, we're supposed to be like, yeah, Odo could shapeshift. He could just, like, turn his arm into, like, a big goo whip and slap yeah, people. Yeah, it wouldn't or, matter. Like, he, could, he could get punched a million times. It wouldn't do anything to him. Like, what? <laughs> he gets my, knocked out several times in the series, which makes no sense. I know. It doesn't make any my, sense. My favorite part is just um, Cisco calling himself this old cat, which is, like, <laughs> From his deep, bassy voice is the most pleasant experience. That's that's yeah. straight up Avery Brooks, though. Avery Brooks, if you ever watch Avery Brooks, like, talk, mm-hmm. he's, like, a fucking, like, what what what's the thing before hippies? The, the 50s the thing? No, beat, 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 he's, like, a beatnik. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a beatnik. He really like, does. He, the way he speaks, and, like, he writes poetry as well, mm-hmm. but the way he speaks yeah. is very poetic. Yeah, and, he's very... He's a weird guy, in in a good way. He's, well, he's a strange. He's Shakespeare. He's like he's like um, uh, Picard. Uh, yeah, that's another fun fact for you. One that I've already done, I believe, is that Avery Brooks was the first person to uh, first person of color to ever graduate from the Royal Shakespeare Academy. What? I did that's not know that. That's fucking cool as shit. Mm-hmm. How interesting! How interesting! Yeah, I think that I did is, that in the previous episode, but I don't remember it. I love Avery Brooks. It's new to me. <laughs> it's new to me. <laughs> um, I, I might be a little wrong on that. Uh, so continue talking, and I will check. Okay. That. Okay. Uh, O'Brien gets fucking like pwned. Like he gets. He well, does. I mean, Kira gets stabbed, but like O'Brien also gets fucking knocked in the fucking dome. Uh, Rutgers. Yeah, he gets cut. Not the Royal Shakespeare Academy. Rutgers Academy. Uh, school Rutgers. Still cool. That's a New Jersey. Yeah, Rutgers University School of uh, Acting. He was the first African American to receive a master's in acting and directing from Rutgers. What? When? In uh, fucking I don't know, nineteen six seventies. I don't know. Rutgers. Nineteen seventy six. Oh my God, Rutgers. The other thing I noticed. Okay. Is- <laughs> God damn everyone doing the double axe handle smash. Dude, that is standard taught in Starfleet. (laughs) Yeah, it's the number one move. It's OP move number one. It's like the jump kick in Turtles (laughs) 2. 
Yeah, if you double axe hand hit somebody, they go down. There's no way to deal with that. Yeah, there's no defense. If you put your hands up, if you put your hands up to block it, there's so much force coming down. Doesn't matter that it just knocks your hands out of the way. No human or alien can stop it. That's all I know, dude. It's like two-handing your weapon in Dark Souls. It's just like double the (laughs) power. Doubles the power. Makes it faster. (laughs) Dude, Captain Kirk, normal man, uses it on fucking uh, (laughs) Khan, superhuman, and hurts him. So. That's all you need to know. (laughs) It's physics, Kevin. Dude, like, that's the, like, I would probably do that because I'm a huge nerd. That would be the most natural thing to do if I was ever in a bar fight. Break both of your hands. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, (laughs) that would be the stupidest thing to do. But I'd be like, nope, I saw this a million times. (laughs) Kirk did it. Look, it worked for Kirk, it worked for Picard, it worked for Cisco. it'll work for me. What it would really do is crush your fingers. It would break your fingers, yeah. yeah, That's stupid. That's stupid. You're not really supposed to interlock your fingers because it would break all your fingers. You're supposed to put your fist inside your other hand and slam it down. Oh, I see. That's how you kill a Gorn. Yeah. Yeah, you Gorn guys need to come that. to my Gorn fighting class. <laughs> Dude, I'm in. Dude, I need to Duh. know what to do if a Gorn is coming at me, because that's at this point, Look, that's way more likely than just getting Just walk backwards fight. very quickly. They're very slow. Look, if the Gorn comes up in the club and slaps your girl in the ass, what are you going to do? I don't know, man. Probably make a gun out of some bamboo and shit. <laughs> You better Ain't hope. no bamboo guns in this club. You Plaxico the club, Burris. You make your fucking giant bamboo gun and then you go around collecting everybody's fucking bling to put in it to fire at. <laughs> Man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you gotta see if your girl's alright and be like, yeah. hey, I'll, I can do something about this. I've seen Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Double axe handle hit. I got the double axe hand ready. I went to Jeff's class. I got... <laughs> It's like we're we, good. We know how damaging one axe handle can be, but consider <laughs> what about two? <laughs> uh, oh anyway, God. the anyway. Klingons all get their shit rocked, right? Like yeah. painfully. Like Dude, there's like one. There's like I don't think there's even one um, uh, Federation or Bajoran corpse. I think there's just like a couple wounded. Like you see them getting shot and stuff, but like they're all fine. Bashir Strip leaves the infirmary to go kick ass. Yeah. yeah. Saves Odo. After their little speech earlier, it's a little callback. He's not That's waiting true. around to help people. He's like, nah, I'm gonna murder some fucking Klingons. <laughs> yeah. They I'm get, a doctor. I can kill people, too. They get dunked on so hard that, yeah. like, the Federation is sending backup, but they've already lost? Like, there's no yeah. reason? <laughs> they don't need it. I'm surprised there's not a scene where Quark breaks a bottle over a Klingon's head just to rub it in. like <laughs> A bottle of root beer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that would have been incredible. That would have been good, Yeah, right? it would have. Especially <laughs> considering he pours the root beer out of, like, a, a, a kettle thing. Yeah, it's well, they like don't a know big how to coffee pot. They, they don't know about root beer. Of... They don't know. They don't know. They don't know about A&W. <laughs> oh, man. I haven't had soda in, like, um, in, like, three years and I had like a sip of root beer the other night. Oh like, god, that's like the worst one. I was like, this is just, it, it was, it's, my same reaction was, yeah. it's insidious. It's, it's fucking bad. Like, I haven't had root beer probably in like, I don't know, a year. 
I drink like, uh, soda like all the fucking time. So I I try not to. It's so bad. I drink fucking pola seltza, kid. Look, oh, I could. God. There are so many worse things I could do with my life. I could shoot oh, heroin absolutely. into my two dicks, but instead I drink soda. I <laughs> will uh, fight and die for your right to drink soda, and also fight and die for your for Philadelphia's right to tax you on your soda. The tax, the soda tax that everyone hates. <laughs> oh, dude. No. Well, you know what? If it goes so. towards anything good, fuck it. It goes, goes towards kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Go for it. Yeah, it goes towards kids. Actually, I hate children. <laughs> I'm not too fond of them myself, but like you know, they need to learn and shit. Yeah, I guess right? they're gonna be in charge when I'm old. So yeah, they should learn not to be stupid. Yeah, I hate <laughs> hypothetical kids, but like I don't yeah, wanna, exactly. I don't want to live in a country with stupid kids. Yeah, I don't want to so. live yeah. with dumb kids. Yeah, I agree. You, they get taxed my soda. That's kids are already predisposed to being dumb. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hated kids when I was a kid. So yeah, I did True too. That. I did too. Uh, Galron gives up, even though Martok doesn't want to, and they all turn around and leave. Yeah, they go home because the U- the USS Venture shows up and all the Starfleet reinforcements. And uh, Galron's like, "You have sided against us in battle. In this, we do not forgive. Yeah, mm-hmm. or forget." <laughs> it's like I can see him doing it. There's there's a lot of like you. There's a lot of sneakiness in this episode, but also there's a lot of, like, you can, you have to wait for things to happen sometimes. Yeah. Like, you can't start pre-war because you think there might be a thing. Right. And you can't um, you can't escape pre-pain by running. It'll always catch up to yeah. you. Right. Like, That's some, a really good point. Some shit you just gotta suffer through. And even though it yeah. seems counterintuitive, even though logic doesn't, like, super follow you... It's it's just a thing. Like sometimes there are things in life that you gotta suffer through. Which They're is hurt. Why that, yeah, it's pain, right? Yeah. Deep Space Nine is like super Catholic. If if like <laughs> if like uh, TNG is like really Protestant, like yeah, like Protestant work ethic, like You're right, no sex, like no food, like what, <laughs> no drink. People fucking eat all the time on TNG. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Jeff. I'm making a point. <laughs> All right, all right. Don't all capture right. my point with your examples and facts. <laughs> I forgot we were in America. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> no, but like, but like, there are there there are like a lot of weird like Catholic threads on um, on Deep Space Nine. A lot. Of I would people. say there's a lot of weird like religious threads. Like, mm-hmm. I Catholic being like the most like obvious like american one right yeah, but like it's definitely the one i'm most familiar with right because so, well so from where you, from yeah. where you're from right yeah, yeah. sure yeah um, um but I, I, for it, for everyone listening um i'm from the vatican <laughs> he lives Yo, in can the you vatican. get me in i want to see that fucking like like basement with all your aliens and shit yeah you do want to see it because it's fucking <laughs> rad as shit because it's real and rad like how like, fucking rad are we talking here? Because like, I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> Dude, I'm drinking out of a fucking alien skull right now. Oh, I'm drinking shit. out of the fucking fucking holy motherfucking grail. I'm a mortal as shit right now. <laughs> Yo, I'm drinking out of that fucking coffee container that had root beer in it. <laughs> oh wait, it was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I live in the Vatican? <laughs> Why did I not live in a sensible place? <laughs> Nobody lives here. This place sucks. <laughs> but, like, this whole element of 
like sometimes you're fated to suffer and you just got to put up with it. Well, dude. you, you said it. Bitch. No, that's exactly it, though. And that's the whole theme of the show is like this all is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. And again, not to beat the dead horse, but like this is where Battlestar gets that yeah, from. Not to beat the dead Jesus, but. Not to beat the dead Jesus and stab him in the ribs with the well, spear uh, of destiny. Thank you for tuning in, all of our Christian listeners. <laughs> uh, we hope you will forgive us as your Lord and Savior would. We'll hope Listen, you'll turn we, the other cheek on this one. We were all voted most likely to be Loginous in high school, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was prom king. <laughs> That's Josh's favorite story. <laughs> I think I was only prom king because a girl liked me. I don't know. Like that could be a thing I made up. I don't know. I was in the running, but I was most individualistic, so it would have been real inconsistent if I also got prom king. I also I got mo- best hair. I was most absolutely nothing in high school. <laughs> so, well, you're the most like cutest. Knowledgeableest, wife havingest now. I'm still yeah. the most nothingest. You're to the this most put day. your wife to bed. <laughs> and then I turn to the camera and I pull my glasses down and wink. Jeff, <laughs> I vote you most. The most, most. You're the most. The mostest. The ghostest with the most. I'm the hostest with the mostest. <laughs> Did you know they changed zebra cakes? Speaking of hostess. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, they're rolls now. What? Yeah, they're. I see. I said. I did see that. Yeah. What? They're not. Yeah. They're like ding dong rolls now. They aren't. Like, yeah. They aren't like Christmas cakes anymore. But why? Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking garbage. Is why. They probably make them in the same place, and they were like, "Well, we don't want to have to like have a whole separate machine for these zebra yo, cakes that nobody it, buys." Yo, it's, Kevin and Josh, those are so bad for you. You probably shouldn't <laughs> eat. <laughs> what? Dude, this, this fucking, fucking guy. <laughs> Turn him on you bitterness. Tell this guy's soda's bad for him, and he fucking never forgets. Turn him on bitterness around <laughs> on the world. Fucking, this fucking soda jerk over here. Oh! <laughs> I can't have Kevin on the podcast anymore. He's too fucking. Clever. We've had way too much fun on this episode. He's too fucking That's clever. Fucking He's making true. me look like an idiot. He can't be on a podcast Dude, anymore. We we've been on fire pretty much this whole time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to nominate myself prom king or anything and suck my own two dicks. <laughs> I guess I guess the real question is, can you run from your problems? <laughs> I vote yes. No, because the prophets are going to make you face them at some point. Shit. The prophets are assholes. Fucking, Dude. The fucking time goblins in the wiener tube are like... <laughs> the wiener tube? <laughs> oh my god... They're gonna. They're just. They're once they're introduced. There's no free will anymore. Time goblins in the weird. They're just gonna be time goblins forever now. <laughs> oh my god! The best thing about that was I knew exactly what he meant. Like I was like I was right there with him, dude. Dude, like, War, like Worf becomes a like. A red guy at the end, right? He has he yeah, becomes he's, command. He's command. Yo, yeah. Oh yeah, that's like seeing him like elevate up in his sick as shit like new Deep Space Nine uniform. Fuck the, the uniform. best uniform. Fuck the uniform. best uniform. The excursion uniform. Kevin, why do you have such bad taste? The best. <laughs> What's wrong with the Deep Space Nine uniform? It's a little better. It's uh, the best uniform, in my opinion, is the gray. 
shoulders. That's my for favorite. me. It goes it goes like TNG and then the gray shoulders, then TOS, then this one, and then Enterprise. I didn't Enterprise is definitely at the end. I didn't realize this was the wrong cast where we voice our wrong opinions. My problem with these uniforms <laughs> is that they look like trash bags. They're just hanging off of their bodies. Well, they're not fitted right. Like they're that's not like clothes, Jeff. No, maybe that's your clothes, you bitch. Our they need it. They needed like good in the future where like you can make anything. They should have like a tailor, like just like. Like they should fit the uniforms they to their bodies. They should at least have a tailor to like get rid of the weird flaps that come out of the armpits on their backs. <laughs> in the in the future, they wouldn't care, Josh. They wouldn't. He's right. They wouldn't. They, they look wouldn't terrible. Care. And also, they do have a tailor, and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's too busy spying. They also like if like the uniform came like it has the circle right that the little turquoise neck thing comes out of little little neck dealy. Yeah, the whatever and, that thing is called. Uh, the dicky. The, the little dicky. dicky, the dicky. Yeah. And then there's like a split down the center, and that looks terrible. It shouldn't go all the way down as far as it does. Like, it goes into the Well, black. that's why I like the uh, the gray, because it has yeah. like this vest thing that like makes it look like a suit or, or something. It's very, it's much more like proper looking for a uniform. Yeah. I don't know. This, this uniform looks like a uh, janitor's outfit. Well, I think that's kind of the point, right? Is like it looks—it's supposed to look worky, like they're working, like it's like a yeah. like a mechanic. Here's here's my argument for the the Deep Space Nine uh, uniform, and you may not agree with it, but like, let me just spell it out for you guys. I like it. <laughs> well, there it is. I He's don't wrong. agree that you like it. <laughs> He's not wrong. I mean, I disagree that you like it. I think you actually hate it. <laughs> Maybe I do. <laughs> You're making a good point, Jeff. You're making a good. You're making. <laughs> you make a point, Jeff. That's right. You certainly make a point. I like the I like the gray shoulders and I That's like the my TNG favorite. uniform the best. TNG's all right, but they still wear that in this show. Uh, the, that's like a starship uniform. Well, there's like Voyager different ruins that. Yeah, that's true. But what Voyager doesn't? is Voyager a starship? Yeah, go ahead, Kevin. <laughs> what doesn't Voyager ruin? Am I right? He's right. I agree with him on that one. I I do agree with him on that one. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've even seen enough Voyager episodes to like dunk on it. <laughs> there's only like ten good ones. So yeah, there's like seven seasons of it, and there's only ten good episodes. Yeah. So. is one of them Beowulf? <laughs> <laughs> the movie starring Christopher Lambert? Yeah. That's your Christopher no. Lambert fun fact of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Chris. I can't talk like him. He's got such a weird accent. <laughs> he's like, he's, there can be only, only one. It's like, where are you from? I know you're from France, but what the fuck? Or is he Dutch? I don't know. I don't know. I Does don't anyone know. know where he's from? Does he know where he's from? Um, is he a real person? Was he made up for the movies? Dude, he's from fucking Frankia. Frankia? I figured he was. Lambert. Yeah. Could have been Belgium, though. Well, uh, this is all very Star Trek-y. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But I guess my real question is, what do you guys think of The Way of the Warrior overall? I love it. Yeah, this episode's great. It's like a movie, but also not. It's it's just really good. This is when the show gets like really good. Yeah, like- and this, this was like a weird curveball they threw at the D Space Nine team, where they're like, guess what? Your show's all about Klingons now. Well, this is—they were still on that. Like this season is about this, right? Yeah, like there's yeah. like 
season one's about the Bajorans, and now it's about the Klingons. But a- like after this, it's like shit gets super fucking real. Oh yeah, right. shit fucking hits the fan for true. Yeah. But like this episode's structure is fucking rock solid. Yeah, it's great. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest like compliment you can give a show that makes like a billion fucking episodes a year or whatever. Yeah, that twenty four epi- episodes. That your episode is rock solid from beginning to end. And it, there's great performances, like the Ruber scene is 10 mm. out of 10 fucking Everyone cool. gets time in this episode, which is also rare. Oh, yeah. Right. It's, it's film-esque. It's film-esque. And that's the benefit of having it be a double episode, is that... Yeah. And, and having it not split between seasons, which is the thing that TNG does, is, like, they split their, du- their double episodes between two seasons, and they become yeah. very plot-heavy. This right. is... More concerned with characters, as DS9 is in general more concerned with characters. Yeah, lean on what you're all you're good at, and this show's great at that. Yeah, and it's like we have this amazing ensemble cast, like, and uh, a new a new character is about to join our ranks. Yeah, what can we discover about our characters now that we add this other piece? And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy how this show they they just have so many characters, and then they keep adding more, and it's like better it's like a stew that just like yeah. you're throwing stuff in it's like this is so good like it never becomes overburdened with them either never, is the never. most impressive part yeah and like you know we don't see uh rom or or uh jake at all in this episode yeah and that's fine like not all the characters need equal amounts of screen time it's just right. when they have something important to say or contribute they'll be there I mean, we see more three goddamn times in this episode. Yeah, I think he's in this episode more than he is like the entire season of like the previous seasons. You know, I because mean, like, he represents something. Yeah, the stew metaphor is good because every episode is like the stew where like Cisco is like the base. He's it's in every episode. A, well, he also is a cook, right? And he yeah. makes uh, stew. Stew. It, it all, makes, all comes together. It's like poetry. Makes, it rhymes. He makes a chicken paprikash. That's it. Yeah. That's chicken paprikash. But like paprikash. every every character is an ingredient, and every stew is a little different. But it's all deep space nine stew, and it's mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. delicious. Mm-hmm. Even when they bring in Eddington, it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, you Dude, think Eddington's Eddington gonna is... be shitty, right? But that whole twist with Eddington is fucking amazing. Eddington rules. He is he is fantastic, and he's the only good. Like, he's the only Maquis I really like. Yeah. Well, everyone knows my opinion of the yeah, Maquis at this point, <laughs> but Eddington is actually a really great character yeah. because he's selfish. Like he's out for himself. He yeah. just right. wants to be the hero. And he's smart too, which is yeah. really good. He wants to be Jean Valjean. Mm, that is all oh he wants to no. be. <laughs> Jean Valjean. Jean. Jean. No. He just wants to be Gene Gray. Gene Valjean? <laughs> I'm sorry, French listeners of this podcast. <laughs> There's no listeners. We already what? made fun of their national treasure fucking Christopher <laughs> Lambert. Are we even recording this? Uh-oh. Oh, my God, I am. Okay, cool. Is this mic hot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to make a shirt that just has fucking Kevin's face on it with a microphone, and he's, like, looking away from it going, Is this mic hot? <laughs> People would buy the And I'm going to sell it. And you're not going to make any money. Any money. <laughs> Dude, what a more perfect... E- 
what a more perfect way for me to enter the dating scene than to have a shirt with myself on it that Dude. I wear all the time. That should be like your thing. Everybody like, needs a this? thing. Uh, it's a bootleg shirt my friend made. <laughs> a bootleg. Me. Bootleg because I never said he could. And then I paid him money for it for some reason. <laughs> I wear it every day. I'm kind of like Doug Funny, you know, from Disney's Doug. <laughs> Disney and Doug. she'd be like, Disney's Doug. <laughs> Fuck you and throw the drink in your face. That's the and great that's, that's the great test. Disney's Doug or Nickelodeon's Doug? Dude, obviously Nickelodeon's Doug. Obviously. 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 We're not idiots. Fuck. What kind of fucking moron would prefer are Disney's Doug? Are we are we are we animals? Are we to die in our beds? Are we not men? <laughs> Have, Have we, we not, not invented Lorian's Doug fans? <laughs> Do we not bleed if you cut us? <laughs> Dude, can't wait for our new Doug cast. <laughs> Let's talk about the episode where he has to write a report on Silt and he thinks he wakes up late on Monday morning, but it's really Sunday morning. Let's talk about the episode of Doug where he's going to graduate from middle school or whatever, and he, they've never seen their fucking principal, Principal Butt Savage. <laughs> and he spends the entire episode trying to see him for the first time. Dude, I love that episode. <laughs> what about the one when he goes to the pool party and he doesn't want to take his shirt off? I relate to that. <laughs> what about the episode too. where he uh, tries to write a report on his friend's, uh, on his nerd friend's dad, and they and they don't want him to know uh, their dad because their dad's, like, working blue class. Wait, is this Disney's Doug or Nickelodeon's That's Doug? That's Nickelodeon's Kevin. Doug, baby. I don't remember that one. Dude, Alan Moo. Do you remember oh when that episode where Doug was a giant fucking ball of neuroses that will never function in the real world? Yeah, that's everyone. <laughs> Quail Man. Dude, that's, that's Disney's Kevin Cole right there. My friend went as Quail Man for Halloween one time. It was awesome. That is pretty cool. He kind of looked like Doug, too. His name's Sean. <laughs> Just call Not him Doug. out. Just call him out on the podcast. His name's Sean Schaefer. Get, get dunked on, Sean. Where does he live? Uh, What's his address? One, two, three, Social Doug security Street. number. I feel like but, we've gone as far as we can go. What yeah, do you we've mean? Hit a, we've hit a wall. I think this is the end of the episode, guys. This is all staying in. Oh, Dude. yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Fuck it. like, they always say, you don't end a podcast at its highest point. You no. sort of teeter off after you mention a tangential thing. Right. Especially if it's Disney's Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they say, leave them wanting more, but I think it should be... Do what M Class Podcast does and just fucking ramble the fuck on. That's right. That's the M Class Podcast motto. We've got it framed in a plaque. <laughs> what? How do you frame a plaque? Fuck you, alright? That's how. <laughs> how dare you call me out in my own podcast? <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna get fired! <laughs> you know what? Thank you to Kevin Cole for being on our what? podcast. I'm so sorry. Thanks, He's, Kevin. Uh, he you. is the creator of a video game called Hakku. Yeah, <laughs> I made a video game. It's called Hack. You can check it out at H A Q U E R L on the Twitter. Yeah, it's got all the information the kids crave. Yeah, like where to buy it with your parents' money or your money or a stranger's <laughs> money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can also follow Kevin at Real Kevin Cole. 
That's mm-hmm. true. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do it at mclasspodcast, or you can drop us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular. Email. Singular. Singular. Yes. Uh, you can follow Josh at uh, whatever the fuck his thing is. Henderson1983. This fucker knows. You can follow me <laughs> at... Jeff. At Jeff. No. At underscore... My name, Jeff. <laughs> at underscore Jeff Pennington. Uh, you can follow uh, most of our activity on the internet at xvideos. <laughs> xnxx.com. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm sure it was quite the clusterfuck, but hopefully you <laughs> had a good time. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank hey, you, Kevin. It's, it's all Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for being here, Kyle. Um... <laughs> It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, Kevin. See you all in exactly one week. We'll be back in one week with more M-Class podcast goodness. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.